0: brand new jock market power hour for this week's charles schwab challenge i'm rick game that right there joe idoni joe they took a crack at you last week they said we're coming for you we want that sweet juicy cash you didn't let everybody win you were like you were like dead even weren't you
1: yeah so i was minus three percent but i did i think i beat about a little over half the entries in the contest so um, luckily I was friendly enough to give some of you guys a free 20 bucks. We're gonna run it back. Hopefully, I'll be a little bit more competitive this week. Uh it, it was kind of a weird portfolio that I had of highs and lows.
0: Yeah, you had Zal Taurus in the playoff, which you know yep. that's that's a big that's a big swing to go from twenty dollars a share to twenty-five bucks a share.
1: That was the difference, right? Between being like plus three percent and minus three percent. Um, but really kind of like it really kind of hit home the sort of beauty of of jock market in all of this, in that three of my like higher price guys. You're welcome, Austin. I know that you definitely need it, my friend. Uh, so three of my higher price guys that I bid on missed the cut. I, only two of my twelve guys that I had in my portfolio finished inside the top twenty. I had bad picks. You would think I would have been totally wiped out. And with one good selection that doesn't even win the golf tournament, um, you end up like breaking even. So really, it was like the majority of my picks were were very poor. um, And I like essentially lost like, I don't know, 30 bucks or something like that. It wasn't all bad.
0: Well, we're running it back. So, you can get a crack at them. They can get another crack at you. So, here's how it works you've got to sign up beforehand because we need to know if you're battling Joe or not. So, there is a link in the description. It's a very simple Google form that takes three seconds to fill out. Uh, That will get you entered into the what are we calling this? Pros versus Joe's uh, challenge, where you take on Joe. And then, if you beat his portfolio, In terms of ROI, you get an extra 20 bucks. If you don't, you get entered into a raffle anyway. So it is is a win slash free roll. It's not a win-win, but it's a win slash free roll towards a win. Uh, The code you're looking for, power, that'll get you up to a $50 deposit bonus. Uh, This is stock market DFS, Joe. For those who have just stumbled in here, we're buying, we're selling, we're trading shares of golfers. And right now is the most critical time of that market.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So essentially what you're seeing right now, if you have the app open or is the live IPO hour, which we cover all the way up until that closes at night, we're back to 9pm Eastern tonight. So I want to make that note very clear. Um, And you'll see the price on each player continue to tick up until that point. If you are above that threshold, you will be awarded the amount of shares that you bid in for so make sure you know, it's kind of a little bit of a guessing game. We talk about it every week on do you want to put things in early? Do you want to wait till the last second? You obviously can't wait on everybody if you want multiple players in the portfolio. Um, so a very fun way, a different sort of way to, to get your fantasy grind on.
0: Yeah, and I was showing this earlier, but here were the uh, results from last week's PGA Championship. And these are available at on uh, RickRungood.com under free tools. You can get Access to these. So JT gets the full $25 a share payout. He went for $825 a share. Will Zalatoris $655 to $20. Bucks. Then you got the big movers here, Mito Pereira and Cam Young. They were in the mid to low $5 range. Joe went for $18 and 16, respectively. Tommy Fleetwood, Chris Kirk, they were big movers. There was a lot of really big ROIs from guys that just finished, you know, eighth to twelfth. Yeah. And like
1: the, just to kind of illustrate my point earlier, like guys who you would think didn't have that great of a week, all things considered, in terms of their ceiling, like look at like Xander Shoffley and Cameron Smith. Um, neither of them, I don't feel like besides Cam Smith, maybe early on, were, were really ever in it. Uh, and respectively, they both returned. What's Cam Smith? 20 percent ROI. Uh, Xander Shoffley, 38.9 percent ROI. In the stock market these days, Rick, people would be killing for them kind of returns.
0: Uh, I'll tell you, I wish my real stock portfolio looked <laughs> anything anything like this. Uh, Lucas Glover finished T23. Lucas Glover made you 150% ROI last week, 252 to $6.34 for a T23. No other market in the world lets you make 151% on Lucas Glover.
1: Yeah, it was very fun. They ran some awesome promos too every day, rewarding the uh, if you had a share of the low scorer of the day. So, whoever shot the low round, I think the Tiger promo, what did we get? 800 bucks on that? He made eight birdies.
0: Yeah, he didn't even play the final round, he made eight birdies. So, somebody won 800 bucks, which I'll tell you, that's pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. I don't even think he made one in the final round, did he? Or in I the don't third know, round? But- Victor made like four birdies all week. So like it could have been uh, eight's pretty good for a guy who only played three rounds and uh, wasn't really in the mix.
1: You're right. No doubt about it.
0: Uh, This week we are headed to colonial. Lots of great data. Lots of great information. I I just want to stop for a second. The stretch of golf that we've been on Byron Nelson was a strong field. Obviously the PGA championship this week's a great field. Uh, Next week is the Memorial. Then you go back to Canada for the first time in two years. Then you get the U.S. Open. We are like, this is the heart of the schedule for me.
1: Sick. It's going to be awesome. Um, Canada, like we got some big names headed up there. I love to see it. I know our buddy over there at OC and Feinberg is excited to get guys over to his home club. So, um, yes, no doubt about it. This place, Memorial, staples on the PGA Tour. We get back to Canada and then we get up to Boston for the U.S. Open. So, amazing stretch run, Ron.
0: It's been uh, quite rainy in Dallas, Fort Worth. If you were watching the basketball game the other night, they actually had to stop it because the the roof was leaking, right? That's because it was torrential downpours in uh in in dallas over the last couple of days when you start factoring that in joe uh to what we expect from colonial what types of golfers do you think find success this week
1: yeah for the most part for me from what i've seen here is is relatively it reminds me a little bit of heritage in a way where it's very positional off the tee um you're looking for technical golfers and when i like kind of looked I think it was Kevin Na or someone who took a picture of that wall of, is it the wall of champions that they call it of like people who have won yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just looking at the names on that list, a lot of really good like putters and who got either Spieth was on there. Or it was obviously a different putter back in 2016 or whatever he wanted. Kevin Na, Kevin Kisner, Steve Stricker, Zach Johnson. Um, those type of names just ring to me guys who are, are good iron players who are very positional off the tee, uh like enjoy sort of plotting it around and tend to get a very hot putter um, on a regular basis. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. What about you?
0: Uh yeah, keep it in play. Uh you don't have to be great around the greens and uh it's probably not going to be like 25 under par winning scores generally like 13 to 17. The horrible horseshoe, the long par 3s, they they kind of keep things in, you know, in the mix. So, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I think we're going to have a hell of a time
1: yeah love this tournament love love a good starting par five too especially one that is eagleable it always puts you on tilt right off the bat right
0: it's like when uh at riviera number one's yeah. like this hole on like the tour and even when your guy makes a birdie you're like guy sticks yeah. made a birdie, Your guy makes like,
1: par and you're like i'm dumping these shares you're now
0: out you're out of it it's over <laughs> you're out of it it's brutal uh, all right, let's play bullish or bearish. This is our opportunity to take a stand on four different golfers and define whether we are bullish or bearish. And uh, perfect segue into our first guy, because we just talked about it, it's Jordan Spieth. Here's his profile. He's a 40% winner, Joe, despite losing 60% of his last 10 markets. What does that tell you? Well, when he plays well, he pops. Runner-up finish there, or a $20 payout at Pell Beach Pro-Am, $20 payout at Byron Nelson, $25 at rbc heritage bullish or bearish on jordan speed you know what i'm gonna say
1: bullish um love to see guys with the spikes like that we'll we'll talk about another one a little bit later in the segment but um just love to see that sort of upside obviously a, a first and a second in two of his previous three starts is is kind of undeniable um i was on him at the heritage. I was on him at the Byron. I was on him last week at the PGA in different types of formats. So I'm going to stick on the train at a place that he enjoys coming back to every year. He's striking the hell out of the ball right now. I still have got to feel like, you know, the putter's got to get going back in the right direction at some point for Jordan Spieth. But um, the bottom line is, is, is he's hitting it well enough where um he can be around a level putter and, and really be in, firmly in contention that we've seen the last couple weeks. What about you?
0: If he doesn't putt well here, I'm really worried. But he's still showing us he can get the get the job done because this is the the course he's putted at better than any other course uh, in his career. So we'll see if he can kind of break out big time. Bull. Now I forgot to mention, Joe. Seven twenty nine is the fair value price. That's twentieth or better. I would bet two hundred dollars that he goes over seven dollars and twenty nine cents tonight. Yes, he will be over it. What's more realistic? Something closer to eight fifty.
1: Yes. More? That's exactly what I was gonna say. Eight fifty.
0: Okay. Two bulls on Jordan Spieth. Will Torres is next. We have his fair value tonight at. Where are you, Will? There you are. Seven dollars and seventy-one cents. Uh, Nineteenth or better. This is uh, certainly not going to be as popular of an option. There's going to be a lot of conversation, a lot of concern about the playoff loss, any type of hangover, yada yada yada. Bullish or bearish on. Will Zaltoris. I'm gonna go bullish again. I don't I'm not
1: worried about the, the sort of hangover for, for Zalotoris. I just think he's playing really well right now. Um, even when you kind of zoom in, Rick. I, I have your screen pulled up, but I have you know I have your website pulled up but on my screen. I'm just looking at starts from this year, so that would be the last eight. Yeah. Um if you pull that into it and, and remove the starts from last year, 65% ROI this year, and he hasn't won a golf tournament. Um, the consistency is there. He's, he's returned you a profit in six out of eight starts this season. Um, and peop, many people would say that, that he's kind of dropped the ball on many occasions. Not so much in the jock market. That average IPO price is probably going to be around seven fifty eight dollars Maybe even creep up just above that tonight, I would expect. But the ROIs are consistent. He's back in Texas. I think he's going to play well once again. What do you think?
0: So, yeah, he's, he has answered every question. Like, What more does he have to do? I know he hasn't won, but again, who cares? In this market, you don't have to win. Proven yeah. by the 65% ROI, the fact that he's won 75% of his markets this year. Yeah, You just outperform your expectation. And even as expectations rise, Joe, he continues to outperform. So I will yeah. be a bull as well.
1: Yeah, and even furthermore, Rick... I was really impressed. So last week I thought was different than what happened to him earlier this season when he kind of missed a short, but last week I thought he was very clutch in a number of circumstances, getting it up and down from the cart path was incredible. He had another one on eight. Um, what he was able to do sort of on, on 18 there to make that long putt to just get himself into the playoff. And, and JT went out and won it. Look, they played, the winning score was five under. They did three holes, and JT was two under, right, in <laughs> a three-hole stretch. Right. So, Zalatoris went one under. That's perfectly fine. He he striped a drive down, had an eagle putt. Um, I don't think that he lost that tournament is the point I'm trying to make by any means. Justin Thomas went out there and won it. I think that that keeps the confidence for him relatively intact this week, and he just continues to ride good form.
0: Uh, the bonus code you're looking for is power. There's a link in the description to sign up and play on the jock market. There's also a link in the description to beat Joe's pants off. If you go and beat Joe's ROI this week, we give you another 20 bucks. He's bullish on everybody so far. I, I don't I don't know. We'll, we'll see. So we're, we're learning a lot about what your portfolio might look like here, Joe. Let's keep it rolling because Matthew Neesmith is next. And let me pull up his stats real quick, and then I'll find uh, his fair value for you, For you, Joe. Bullish or bearish on Neesmith? Once again,
1: I'm going to go three bullish tonight. These three, I like all three of these players. Um, you see the spikes there. I look for like guys with the opportunity to double your money, right? So you see basically 303 into 634, 327 into 16, 388 into $8.00. Like those are our three of his past seven starts. He's doubling you up. I like his chances here. I think this is a good golf course for him once again.
0: Can get a hot putter. I'm gonna go bullish again. I generally like Neesmith. I will I'll just argue the the bearish side of this because he has become a lot more volatile with his irons and wedges, which is generally the best part of his game, but we're actually seeing a more volatile version of that right now. And I think that while that is great for upside, um, I think it's kind of harder to predict whether this is going to be a good one or not. I'm not super strong on this, but I'll, I'll, I'll take the the bear side on Neesmith Smith and hope he proves me wrong. Cool. All right. This one was my guy. <laughs> So uh the last one's Kurt Kitty Hama. We have him at $2.68, 55th or better. We should also note, Joe, um there's only 120 golfers in this field. So yeah. 65 and ties making the cut. If you're asking someone like Kitty Yama to finish 55th, make the cut and then a little bit is is what you're asking him to do. I also wanted to show you this. This is everybody in the field over the last. 10 cash markets. Kurt Kitayama. Kurt Kitayama is the number one golfer in average ROI, 125%, and by a wide margin. He's the only guy over 100%. This right here is the testament of just having to beat the market's expectation, and that's what is doing. No
1: doubt about it. Two third place finishes are really what's what's kind of bringing him up there. I'm going to take the bearish side just because um, I do think one of his strengths are are the driver. Like we saw him get do well at, at, at uh, Mexico where it's kind of wide open off the tee. He's very long. He has those spikes, but a lot of missed cuts kind of in between. Maybe a lot of people see that he's the number one ROI guy this week uh, in terms of the last 10 markets. And I'll probably fade him. Uh, so I'll say bearish on him, but, but what do you
0: think? Yeah, I'll take the, I'll take the bullish. I, I think he's just a very athletic, good driver of the golf ball. He's, he hits it further than you think he's a competitor. I'm pretty sure he, along with N- Matthew Neesmith and Scott Stallings and Mac Hughes and Ben Silverman and a couple other guys just punched their ticket to the U S open. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he was one of those uh, in the 36 holes that they played on Monday. So I, I, it's hard to argue the Neesmith side as well. Like those guys are playing well, right? If you, if you go out and qualify for that, those guys are, are playing well. And I believe Kitty Yama was in that group too. So yeah, I'm I'm quite excited about these guys. I I think this is a deep field. That's going to offer a lot of, a lot of returns.
1: Yeah. So 120 man field you mentioned versus like 155. So it, it just, your, your odds, if you just boil it down to simple numbers of making the cut are much higher this week. Um, and we know where the where the price points are in Jock Market. Once you can kind of make the cut, you're on a sliding scale upwards from there. So, so it's a good week to play.
0: Great week to play. Always a great week to play. Here's the big board uh, right there, and not much movement in the market so far. Very, very. I mean, there's hardly been anything, but that'll obviously change over the course of the next 30 minutes or so. Because remember, this IPO is going to close right before 9 p.m. Eastern time. Number one pre-ranked golfer, Justin. Thomas, obviously fresh off victory at the PGA championship. I was a little bit surprised he's uh, continuing and he was going to play this week. Joe, how do we assess our chances for uh, for JT this week? And is he the most expensive golfer in the market when this is said and done?
1: Oh, man, that's a really hard question because I kind of like Scotty this week. Um, I don't know. I'm a little bit always reluctant on these guys coming off a victory willing to play the next week. I was kind of perplexed as to why he didn't withdraw as well. I was kind of expecting that. You've got all the data, right? Like, what is it? He's got enough PGA Tour wins that we kind of have a little bit of of we've seen it before. Um has he played well in these circumstances have you looked into that at all do you have any insight yeah, there
0: it came up on the uh the live chat that I did earlier and oh, okay. basically um he doesn't always play the week immediately after a win which is what right. I was kind of looking at and previous talk about 4 or 5 years ago he would often follow it up with a really good performance he had a hmm. a win at a WGC and then he finished like third at another event remember when he won back to back in Hawaii, he won both legs of yep. Hawaii swing, so he won the tournament of champions. Then he won yeah. the city open. It it hasn't been as good lately. Now, like his last three or four wins, it's basically been like you know twenty fifth to forty fifth. I think he missed a cut in there as well. That could be that could be really noisy, Joe, or it could be a variety of uh, of other things.
1: Yeah, it's hard to get into the psychology uh, post-win. We know he's playing well. We know he was playing well coming into it, right? He was close. Like, all the stats were telling us that this guy is striping it right now. It was just a matter of time, it felt like, before he got that win. Um, What about Scotty? Because I think they're going to be pretty close. I have some interest there. Was last week just kind of, in your opinion, a a blip in the radar and can sort of be overlooked? Or do you think it's more of a sign of maybe this guy's coming back down to earth?
0: So I do not care. I personally do not care about the missed cut at all. It was a really good missed cut. Gain strokes on approach, mm-hmm. lost very little in all other categories. I do not care at all. I do think though he will be overly punished for it. Um, mm-hmm. He's not like a popular golfer, Joe. He, he's not. And mm-hmm. and when you have when you have Jordan Spieth here and you have justin thomas here and you even have will zalatoris here and everything we've talked about this before everything from scotty has been defined as a heater for the last couple of months which is to me disrespectful because it's unbelievable what he's been doing i like i'm ready to buy low i don't think i don't think the sentiment is is really there on scotty
1: yeah uh, that makes a ton of sense. You're right. It doesn't, it feels like everyone has kind of written off that he's just really good. And, and you're right. It's kind of felt like, um, he's just on this Epic run right now and it's got to come back down to earth a little bit. We can't expect him to win four out of every 10 starts. Um, but that said, he's still probably in line to win player of the year. He's still back in Texas this week. He's still really good, um, at everything. So I, you know, I, I can see him being, my probably top price player this week in terms of my model, just because I do have some, I wouldn't call them concerns, but I have some hesitation with Justin Thomas going right back the week after um, an emotional comeback victory in a playoff at a major.
0: At a major. Uh We talked about Will Zalatoris. He's also in the top five here, but the rest of the top five is Victor Hovland and Colin Morikawa. Morikawa hasn't been Super sharp as of late. Victor, you could argue the same thing. Um, as you assess these two young guns, what do you kind of settle on here?
1: I like Victor a little bit better, just based on I, I think his form. Uh, Morikawa, I have concerns with last week. Wasn't good with the putter again. It has has lost you um anywhere from 30 to 90 percent in four of his last five markets. Just the just things aren't looking as, as promising to me as they as they are for, for old Victor this week.
0: Uh, I tend to agree. I, I think there are so many good spots for both of these guys that it's hard to be like, hey, this is a really great spot for so-and-so or it's not a great spot. But I think golf courses that uh, generally don't penalize you as much around the green and reward you off the tee on approach uh, for Victor, that's great. Also, the rough around the greens instead of, instead of shaved down closely mown areas, that's that's good for Victor. So I, I would I would say this is you know a top third of the of the schedule for him here at here at Colonial.
1: Yeah, and in Victor, I, I watched a lot of him last week and he really wasn't that bad. He just couldn't get anything going. He couldn't get the run. Like you mentioned he couldn't make birdies.
0: Make any birdies um, but, yeah.
1: but but he was fairly uh fairly steady a 41st, you know, while not really playing well and being unable to make birdies. Is more impressive to me than than you know shooting eight over you know through two days and and just getting out of town.
0: The rest of the top ten in the pre-rank, which is important because the pre-rank is how we break ties here in the Jock market. So if you've got uh, three guys tied for second, the full share goes to the highest pre-ranked golfer. Uh, so these guys at the top of the board inherently have a bit more value. Billy Horschel, Sung J.M., Jordan Spieth, who we've talked about, Sam Burns at 9, Max at 10, rounding out the top 10 in the pre-ranked Joe. Any strong feelings about those guys or any one of those guys?
1: We mentioned we both like Spieth. I personally, I think he's most likely to win this week um, of of any of these guys in the bunch, including the guys at the top. So, So I really like him. I think he's mispriced there. I'm not quite sure what Billy Horschel is doing in that sixth spot um, above him.
0: Yeah, The big
1: question mark, right, is Sung Jae because didn't see him last week, was playing much better than I think the perception was in terms of his form, in my opinion. And it felt like he was going to set up really well at the PGA Championship. Um, that Those are always the question marks when we haven't seen him in a little while. Obviously went to Korea, got stuck in the COVID protocols. Do You have any feel or sentiment on what you expect out of Sung Jm?
0: I don't have any feel, but I'm uh, I'm very optimistic. I think that you know he was uh, he was in fairly good form. We were starting to see the ball striking come back. I know he's been at least swinging for a week, maybe more yeah. than that. Posting stuff on Instagram. I, yeah. I have very little concerns about not seeing him. Since the RBC Heritage, I do not care about that at all. Okay, that's my sense, but I have no idea. <laughs> we'll we'll find out. Uh, so my clock says eight forty one. Uh, this market is going to close. This IPO is going to close a few minutes before nine p.m. Eastern time tonight. So make sure you're getting your bids in. I can see it is still a very cheap market. We are getting some movement at the top. I'll flip that around, but the big boys, the big names, nothing. Yeah, so there's going to be a charge here, I'm sure, in just a few minutes. If you haven't signed up yet, the code you're looking for is power. There's a link in the description. And, of course, while you're there in the description, sign up to play against Joe. If you beat his portfolio, we give you another 20 bucks. If you don't, you get entered into a raffle uh, to win some cash as well. Very strange market shaping up right now, Joe. Let's talk about the guy up top. Yeah, none of the guys in the top 10 have moved. The guy who's currently the most expensive, uh, Davis Riley, who... Has found something and is yeah. on a run right now, and the market is starting to recognize it.
1: Yeah. Uh, interesting. I bet Riley this week I was excited to uh, potentially get some shares, but now I'm getting the feeling like everyone's kind of on that bandwagon um, and I might get priced out of it a little bit. He, to me, was extremely impressive last week. Feels like kind of like Zalatoris Light in a sense, like cheap Zalatoris and that just a ball striker. And like, I feel like we're going to start seeing more and more of them. And the harder things get, I feel like the more and more we're going to see his name uh, up near the leaderboard, the last three starts are, are pretty undeniable. Fifth in Mexico, ninth at the Byron Nelson, 13th, a very impressive 13th last week at the PGA championship. I believe he was like second to Zalatoris in terms of, of T to green last week. So he's just really good. He, if he can ever get a hot putter one week, I think he's going to win. I know that he won um, in San Antonio in this region on the corn ferry tour last summer. Um, I'm very high on him a bit surprised to see him at the top of the board right now in terms of price. So a lot of other people must feel the same way.
0: He is uh, kind of the perfect example that not everyone is Colin Moore not everyone is, uh, Victor Hovland, where he was great on the Corn Ferry, got his card this year, and it's like it's it was a slow start. It's a, it's an adjustment period to the PGA Tour and getting acclimated, and now he's starting to find his stride a little bit here. Some of these guys are a little bit of a slower burn uh, than the stars that come out of college that are that are ready to win right away. Um, speaking of slow burns, that's Max Homos' career. He's just gotten better and better and better. Now $5.55, the most expensive golfer tied with Tommy Fleetwood. They are 10th and 11th, respectively, in the pre rank. I'm very high on Maxoma. I'm generally high on Tommy Fleetwood. What is your sense on these two, Joe?
1: Wow, interesting. Um, I haven't really put too much. Thought into whether I'm high or low on Homa this week, I feel like judging by the sentiment right now, I'm probably going to be off of him. What makes you think that this is like a, a great course fit for him, um, you know, based on where he's had success in the past?
0: Uh well last last twenty four rounds as a ball striker he's better than Victor Hovland uh you know the yeah. win at the win at TPC Potomac which is much more demanding off the tee but this place rewards you for playing out of the fairway and he mm-hmm. is he's a putting popper he's not gonna putt well every week but when he does he turns it into top tens he turns it into wins he is like the profile that he has is really good for like two kind of crappy grind them out wins a year it's just like <laughs> i'm gonna grind you out i'm going to get a hot putter you know six times a year and two of them i'm gonna win and i'm never gonna be in the player of the year conversation and i might not play super well in a bunch of majors although he just finished t13 at the pga championship like it, it, it this is a very valuable skill set that he has
1: Yes, and he is steady. Um, he mentioned, I, I listened to a little bit of him on a podcast last week, and he said he's hitting the driver right now better than he ever has, um, which the numbers obviously from a ball striking standpoint would would point out. Um, he's just good, man, and he's got two wins this season. Like, imagine if he racks up a third in like the <laughs> President's Cup, is at Quail this year where he's won? Like, he's got a lot still to play for. Um, and he still doesn't quite earn the respect I think that he may deserve with the amount of PGA Tour victories that he's proven to to have, and I, I he's just doing everything really well. And if you can hit your driver as far as he is, and in a groove, confidence wise, um, you know you get a lot of wedges in your hands on the
0: PGA Tour, and and that makes thing makes life easier. I'm already dreading the uh, who got snubbed from the Presidents Cup team because there's like a hundred guys who should be on that team, but like it's Team a- USA has not even added. Zalatoris yet has not even had a Homa yet, has not added like Cam Young or any of these like young like I there's know. 30 guys. There's 30 guys and there's only 12 spots. There's gonna be a whole nother team of snubs.
1: It'd almost be fun if they just I, and they'll never do it, but if they like I don't know, they they just like kept it like made like a young guys thing. Like what was it like team USA used to like pull in like amateur players? Like if they just pulled like Everyone from like Homa to Young to Zalatoris to Riley and just like threw all these kids into it and saw how they would do it It would be fun. But uh, looking forward to that. Another great event this year as well. So we're on a great run of golf. I'm excited about it.
0: Amazing run of golf. And now this market starts to mature because Jordan Spieth has now just taken over the top spot in the market. Six dollars a share as of right now is fair value tonight. What we expect him to go for. About 737. That would be 20th or better. I think he'll go for a little bit more than that. But he's already making the charge up here. Um a- Abraham answer and Taylor Gooch rounding out the bottom of the fives. Joe, 537, 522. Answer, I'm um, lukewarm on. I uh, may be a little bit higher on Taylor Gooch, but um there there's so many guys that are still out here. Chris Kirk, Harold Varner, the third that I'm excited about. Uh, even, even JT Poston, who's, who's certainly not going to go for as, as much as those other guys. Like there's, there's a lot of this second and third tier that get me excited.
1: Yeah. Tom Hoagie's playing some good golf too. It continues to keep the, the train kind of rolling in the right direction for him. Top 10 at the PGA championship last week, um, was up there near the lead at one point, like on Saturday morning. So, um, playing good golf, had a top 20 at the Byron as well. So, um, there's just a lot of guys. What about Ricky? Um, Have you seen anything stat wise that would lead you to think that uh, maybe this little, maybe this comeback is real. A couple of top twenties.
0: So I looked at this earlier today. Um it, It's like, it's like two breadcrumbs. I'm like, okay, not, not this week. I don't want it this week, but I want to keep a close eye on Ricky for like his next two starts and see where we are. Because even the, like, it's crazy that oh my gosh he's got two top 25s he had a 21st and a 23rd we should be so excited it's it's crazy that this is how far we've fallen with ricky but i i just want to follow like one or two more starts cuz i am definitely going to be late on the guy
1: okay i think i'm with you i just have same thing with you i've seen like glimpses um, but it looked like a lot of last week. I didn't look at the stats, but it felt like a lot of it was done like with chipping and stuff like that, which is always a bit of a concern. Let me ask you, we talked a little bit about the President's Cup. So there's three guys down here in the pre-ranked range, like 24 to 30. I want to ask you about a couple of them, see if you have an opinion on them. Reed, mm-hmm. Berger, Simpson. Mm-hmm. All guys who have been there before, I think all have some major concerns right now for me. Who of those three would you maybe be highest on this week?
0: Yeah, I mean, process of elimination. uh, I'm just like I'm just so out on Reed. I mean, the metrics are horrible. If he wins, if he wins in spite of that, fine. You win. You got me. I don't care. Uh, Berger is a little bit more concerning because yeah, for 18 months, Joe, he was like the best approach player out there. There was like a 25 event stretch where he never lost on approach and now he's lost in like five of six, which I don't know mm-hmm. if that's lingering back stuff or something else that's going on. Uh, the web, I, I I would I would be most excited about web, currently $4.89 a share, uh, but that is really only one start. What we saw at the PGA Championship was vintage web. Uh, finished T20, the advanced metrics were great, but that is one start this year that has been good. If you're willing to say like as much as I want to be late on Ricky, I I'm fine with trying to be early on web like right now.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. I was wondering what you thought about Berger, and I'm glad that you pointed that out about the approach stats. Cause I wasn't sure quite what it was, but I know I had some of him at the masters. I had some last week of the PGA championship and he just looked really bad in both. And to me, he was always on this stretch of, of such great consistency and felt very, like a reliable player that you could have in jock market where anytime he would tee it up and he doesn't play a ton, but it felt like he was like, it felt like the floor on burger there for a while was like 35th, right? Like it was 35th and then he was going to work his way up from there somewhere first to 35th. You could bank on him finishing in that environment. And it just hasn't been
0: nearly as consistent recently. Um. So it's eight fifty one PM Eastern time by my clock. Look at this market. Number 1 golfer on the slate Justin Thomas hasn't moved. Scotty Scheffler 105. Will Zalatoris a dollar. Uh the 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 sharks must be circling, Joe, cuz it's obviously yeah. not going to stay that way, but this is like it's going to be a late late charge for these guys trying to fly up the leaderboard.
1: Yeah. Uh it's going to be fun. Make sure that if you haven't yet uh so- Join the contest. I want to compete against you, the pros. You guys are the pros. I'm just the Joe. Um, 20 bucks if you can beat me again this week. I was quite embarrassed, I'll say, when I when they tweet up the picture and they put me up there with negative 3% and bright red. I'm like, man, I need another crack at this. I've got to return. <laughs> I was like, I can't go out like this. So they're giving me the chance to sort of redeem myself. Hopefully, uh, I can do better this week. So
0: here's what I think you should do, Joe. I think I think you have two options here, or it's 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 two different paths. If you crush everybody, you you know you 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 talk your shit, you say I'm I'm the man, I'm that guy. Uh, you'll never beat me. And if you get smoked, you say I'm a man of the people. I just want to make sure you guys are all getting your 20 bucks. I just want to be a good fella here. Like you can play this both ways
1: really a win-win for me it's not any of my own money that i'm losing except for in the actual jock market so um our friends there have have generously staked me over there they're good buddies at jock market so uh i i am i do have a little bit of pride though i don't want to i don't want to have negative returns two weeks in a row so hoping for a nice bounce back we'll see how this thing closes out we're we're down to like seven minutes here and we still got yeah. uh guys up top at like a dollar two bucks so yeah i'm gonna I'm
0: I'm gonna get you out of here in just a second, but this this is maturing very very quickly. Jordan Spieth has already surpassed his fair value for tonight. He's now seven dollars and fifty cents. So no surprise there. Max Homa making a charge. Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland making a charge. Look at Justin Thomas. He's coming. That's five or four dollars uh, in price increase over the course of the last I don't know minute or so. Scotty Scheffler up to four eighty four. So we are we're rocking and rolling now, Joe. We are we are about to sprint to the finish line. And I think I gotta let you go do your thing.
1: All right, man. Good luck to everyone out there. Um, See you in a few.
0: There you go. So this is where I let Joe uh, go build his portfolio that he's going to battle you against. Remember the guys he was high on. Remember the guys he was low on. That's going to come in handy if you're trying to beat him, trying to price him out, trying to drive up the price on his guy. So I'll take you the rest of the way here. Uh, 8.53 PM Eastern time by my clock. When we get to 8.57, we're going to enter a 90 second window that can close at any time. That randomness secures this contest for everybody, but the markets are moving. Make sure your notifications are turned on. Make sure you got the golfers that you want to keep an eye on in your favorites because we are underway and we are in the battle here. And yeah, here we go. Now we're shaping up. Scotty Scheffler, now the second most expensive golfer in the market. People are saying, hey, 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 we'll we'll buy back on Scotty, $6.51 a share. It's fair value tonight, 934. Pretty high. Pretty uh a lot of room to go to get to that number. Victor Hovlin, 650. He's your third pre-ranked golfer. His fair value tonight is 863. At that fair value, we're asking him to finish 15th or better. Victor's actually lost you. Three straight markets, but before that, he had won you three straight markets. So a little bit of a streaky guy here in the cash market. Max Homa, the 10th pre-ranked golfer, 636, getting dangerously close within a dollar of his fair value for tonight with Abraham Answer closing in on his fair value just four cents away. Colin Morikawa and Sung J.M. round out the $6 range before we get to a couple of popular guys this week. Tommy Fleetwood and Davis Riley and Harold Varner III leading off the $5 range with Kevin Na, a past champion, sitting there in the middle with Taylor Gooch. Let me try to grab a refresh here. Let me see if I can refresh this. I've got 8.55 p.m. Eastern time by my clock. We've got a couple of minutes left in this thing. Let's sort by pre-rank and see what our top golfers are doing jt still at six dollars a share scotty Scheffler 651 there goes victor he's making a move now he's more expensive than scotty Scheffler 683 is victor the most expensive golfer in the market right now no jordan spieth still is but victor is number two the cheapest golfer that you can get in the ten dollar range right now billy horschel 350 next will Zalatoris 401 remember joe told us he was bullish on Zalatoris, I think uh, he might be lurking, trying to get those shares of Willie Z. Take a look at the top of the board here. Look at this big push by Sungjae. $6.79. He's now the third most expensive golfer in the market. I've got to refresh this because we're also seeing Sam Burns flying up as well. Sam Burns, six and a quarter. All of those bids that were not entered over the last forty-five minutes, are coming in right now because we are moving. And yeah, let's go. Victor Hovland has crossed over seven dollars. He's seven twenty-five. He's fifty cents short of Jordan Spieth at seven seventy-five. Sungjae Im holding strong. The market's saying we want more Sungjae. They're going for $6 and 79 cents a share. Let's scroll down a little bit further, see if we can find some value here, see if we can find some guys in our bullish and bearish segment. Matthew Neesmith, $4 and 23 cents. He's about 75 cents short of his fair value tonight, which is five Oh nine. That's 33rd or better. Then you get a couple of guys who hit a lot of fairways who play well on kind of strategic golf courses. JT post and Joel Damon 413 and 403, respectively. Let's keep scrolling. Scott Stallings just punched his ticket to the U.S. Open. Austin Smotherman, 326. He's been rocking and rolling in all the ball-striking categories this week. The second page, led off by Mark Hubbard. He's been playing across both tours, but he's been gaining a ton of strokes. Cam Davis here as well, 306. Any big names lurking? Bo Hostler Zach Johnson's won this event a couple times. He's 261. Let's see what I can get on a refresh here. 8.57 p.m. Which means we are likely in that 90 second window. So this is probably gonna close at any moment now within the next ninety seconds. And Jordan Speeth still the most expensive. Seven seventy-seven. Scotty Scheffler is second, but still nearly two dollars below his fair value tonight. Justin Thomas creeping up 751. He's still $2.25 lower than his fair value tonight. Victor Hoblett, $1.50 below his fair value tonight. So lots of spread out fair bidding going on here in this market right now. Colin out up to $650. Let's flip this around to see if I can find Will Zalators here. 630. Are we done? We're still going.
1: Yeah, we're still live.
0: Okay, still goes. Bill Altor is six thirty, so he's twenty cents shorter uh, than Colin Morikawa is. Let me refresh this one more time, because I might not get a chance here. I've got eight fifty-eight p.m. Eastern time. See what we got. Let's see what we got. Jordan Spieth has done it. He's crossed over the eight dollar mark. This is now. Uh, the most expensive Jordan Speeth has been since the Northern Trust. So that was last year. So we are now getting into big-time bucks for Jordan Spieth. Scotty Shuffler, 755. He's probably cracked that every time over his last couple of months. He has. JT, 755 coming off that win to the PGA Championship. This is the cheapest he's been this year. So really interesting about the sentiment around JT and Jordan Spieth, kind of opposites. Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa, and Max Homa round out the seven dollar range. 706 for Max Homa. That is dangerously close to an all-time high. 710 at the Wells Fargo Championship, his most recent high. And then before that, he was eight bucks like two years ago at the waste management. So we are upwards on the upper end of the range for Max Homa. I'm going to refresh this one more time. I got we're still I got, going. I got, I got 859, but we're still open. Oh, wow. Here we go. Justin, Justin Thomas, big move. Big move. JT now, 888. JT, 888 a share. Still a dollar short. It's fair value, but he is on the climb. Scotty Scheffler, 850. So now those two, both more expensive than Jordan Spieth at $8. Victor Hovland has caught Jordan Spieth at $8 a share. Colin and Max Homan out 777 and 708, respectively. The cheapest Top 10 golfer that you can get. Still Billy Horschel. No surprise there. 588. He's probably continue going to continue and finish that way as the cheapest uh top 10 golfer. Webb Simpson made a bit a little bit little bit of a move there over the course of the last couple of minutes. He's now six dollars and twelve cents. Kevin Nas Na won this event 595. Jason Kokrak has won at 577. I've got nine o'clock. We're closed. Okay.
1: Yeah. Closed shut, about 20 seconds ago.
0: Shut it down. Shut it down. IPO is closed.
1: Man, Ooh. the the top was was interesting. We'll see what happens there, but um,
0: I don't think anybody – okay. No, I don't think anybody got to 9 bucks. I don't think so either, so I'm refreshing my board here. We're going to let the dust settle. Um, let us know who you got. Put your portfolio in the chat because we'll compare it to Joe's portfolio in just a second, and if you think your portfolio is better than Joe's, you should sign up. Make sure that you click the link in the description. Fill out the form. It'll take you five seconds to make sure that if you beat Joe, you get $20 free. And if you don't beat Joe, uh, you get entered into a raffle anyway. So don't worry about it. All right, Joe. It's time, my friend. Uh, what do you got this week for the Charles Schwab Challenge? Okay.
1: Jordan Spieth.
0: There it is. Let's start right
1: there. Said I was bullish on him. Thought he was going to get to like 850 Got him for 804 Will Zalatoris said I was bullish on him. Got him for six seventy seven. Rick, yeah, um, that was surprising to me. Billy Horschel five eighty eight. Thought that was a good buy. Denny McCarthy, Kevin Na, Gary Woodland.
0: Mm. Gary's been playing pretty good, right? Great, and he's got two good finishes here.
1: Yeah, he's trending. Uh my cheaper guys were Adam Svenson and Richard Bland at 255.
0: Uh Richard Bland, very accurate driver of the golf ball. Uh Jordan Speeth, Will Zalatoris, Billy Horschel, Denny McCarthy, Kevin, Na, Gary Woodland, Adam Svenson, Rich Bland. If you like that portfolio, uh, it doesn't really matter. Just fill out the form and try to battle Joe anyway. It doesn't matter if you yeah. like it or not. Uh <laughs> Brett is going with Victor, Sam Burns, Kevin Nod, Joel Damon, Zach Johnson. Okay.
1: ZJ, haven't heard that name in a while. Drop your uh, jock market handle in here as well so I can track that. And uh, we may give away some money at the end of the show too. So,
0: Eric says, I lost a bunch in the last 10 seconds. Wow. Me too.
1: I had some Scotty shares that I felt really good about, uh, at like 850 that disappeared in the final seconds.
0: How about this? Joe giving us all another twenty dollars with that portfolio.
1: L O L. My gift to you, guy. Thanks for checking it out, man. We'll yeah, see though. That's what you do. You say I'm a man of the people. Yeah, man know? of the people.
0: Want to make sure you guys get your uh, get your twenty get your twenty bucks. All right, here's the big board. Whoops. Did I? Okay. I thought I, I thought I misclicked something. So let me get this out of the way. There we go. Justin Tom is the most expensive golfer, but as you mentioned, Joe. Uh, did not break the nine dollar mark, which I'm not sure I necessarily remember happening for the top priced golf.
1: Yeah, so you're right um, that it it was felt very flat around the top. So all like right there around eight, only. So who was after? So you have those three, and then it went okay. Then Spieth, Morikawa, Homa. Yeah, Zalatoris I thought was too cheap, but we'll see. Maybe people are are banking on him uh, not having a good performance some woes from last week carrying over
0: 888 for Thomas 877 for Scotty 825 for Victor 804 for Speeth. Uh, I kind of love the speed price. Yeah, I know <laughs> <laughs> we both love it. Uh, that's
1: sure to go right, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: Colin Moore cow at 788 Max Homa exactly on his fair value 708. So Max Homa has to finish 21st or better uh to get you your return there on that fair value sung M am i'm i'm not surprised i'm impressed i'm impressed at at the people saying you know what uh we understand the situation with Sung we think we can find a little bit of value there that's pretty good on him
1: yeah pretty good sam burns was was pretty cheap there as well now that i look at it it feels like um there's burger and simpson down there so yeah the, the sentiment on burger has has clearly shifted that like maybe a month ago at Colonial where he's won. He's won here, right? Didn't he win here like the event right after COVID?
0: Yeah, he won.
1: Yeah, he won. so that price is would, would have been shocking to us like a month and a half ago.
0: HV3 at 6.15, I like that. That's pretty. Yeah, he's been playing great. How about Fina? I'm not a buyer of Fina, but he is priced below Munoz and Harmon and Na and Hoagie and all these other I know. Something's
1: been off with Tony, but you're right. There's there's a buy low point, and and this may be it for Tony. Um, he had that he had that run here where he lost to Kevin Na, who was kind of with him in the final round, but finished runner-up here. He's finished runner-up a lot of places, but if he can get a turn back around, it definitely feels like you, you can get a, a good bit of talent in there and ability uh, in the $5 range
0: ricky 407 kitty Yama, who we talked about 377 that was more expensive than our fair value 266 is what we used for that let's just see the bottom of this board real quick see if anything stands out excuse me uh there's zj 261 there's richard bland 255 interesting nothing else that seems too notable there yeah, Reevee, maybe. I don't know.
1: Had a good performance. I feel like not too long ago. Um, but yeah, you got some other Corn Fairy guys. Mark Hubbard, maybe a decent one. But um, yeah, felt like pretty good pricing tonight. Pretty good value, seemed like across the board.
0: Uh, you might lose to this one. Planet Warrior says Riley, Speth, Neesmith, and Kirk. I'll take that yeah. side versus you.
1: He was listening to me, huh?
0: <laughs> I liked all those guys. Fleetwood, Varner, McNeely, Patton, uh, Brandon Wu, Adam Svenson, and Big Bo Hostler for Eric. You might lose to that one too, Joe.
1: Bo Hostler crushes in the jock market.
0: <laughs> jock market, he does. Yeah. he does. He crushes. <laughs> yep. Uh, Mike Van Veen says pricing was good. His largest holdings, which he then puts in parentheses, eighty-eight. So, does he have eighty-eight different holdings, or does he have eighty-eight shares of speed? I want to
1: say he has eighty-eight shares.
0: Okay, so he's got 88 shares of Speeth, Zalatoris, Answer, Fleetwood, Riley, Homa. Oh, that's pretty strong.
1: We got some overlap, so the scrubs will decide. Yeah, the scrubs typically make the difference, right?
0: Honestly, they really do.
1: Yeah, you get a couple of those guys to make the cut and finish like 35th for cheap. Uh, it really flips uh, your board
0: around. Yeah, when you look at the highest returned golfers and what their average price is, which I have. Uh, yeah. Let's just do. Let's just do like this. Let's just do. It's it like, Bo. It's Kittyama. Yeah. Do, it's like, those. Like I'm just gonna do like 30 markets. Like this is a lot of markets. Okay. Troy Merritt, number one, because Eric Compton only has three markets. Troy Merritt probably hasn't sniffed a win. He's your highest average ROI. Martin Trainer, he might have won in that time frame. Bo Hostler, Tom Hoagie. Uh, Davis Riley, Kurt Kitayama, KH Lee, Kevin Kramer, Nick Watney is a massive winner in the jock market. Like this is phenomenal. I love this. I know it's the best. Um, if you haven't signed up yet, this is literally your last chance. So you have to click the link in the description, sign up, fill out the form takes two seconds so that you are entered to either earn 20 bucks. If you beat Joe or be entered into a raffle, if you do not beat Joe, also, you could use the code POWER, get yourself a $50 deposit bonus. Uh, but otherwise, Joe, we're talking about this stretch of golf that we're in. doesn't stop. Memorial next week, which is going to be awesome. Another invitational, smaller, uh, smaller field, lots of money, lots of big names. Uh, then we're going to roll right to Canada. Then we're going to roll right to the US Open. We're in it, baby.
1: Exciting stuff, man. Can't wait to do it all again next week.
0: Cool. We will be here same time, same place, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time, Rick Rungood YouTube channel. Uh, you can follow Joe on Twitter at Picks. You can follow me at Rick Rungood. This has been your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Charles Schwab Challenge. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. See you.